1: This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com.
0: And Rich Valdez is with us,
1: former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez,
2: columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Rich V, you're on the air with The Nation.
1: The Nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez.
2: What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo right here, 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden. Big shout-out to everybody that's tuning in on WPHT Philadelphia. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the program. And this entire week reminds me of a quote from George Orwell, the author of 1984... And Orwell is one of my favorites. But first, I want to talk about what's going on with the Ukraine really, really quick, because you know what? The Ukrainians are putting up a tremendous fight, and they've taken out one of Russia's top generals from their elitist group. It was also reported earlier this week that the Russians are now in control of the largest nuclear power plant in all of Europe, and that is in Ukraine. So we're going to get into that a little bit later in the show. Plus, what's going on with all the woke left in classrooms across America. Plus, I'm going to give you some feedback that we've been getting from listeners. I'm going to share that with you as well towards the end. But I want to get back to this quote from Orwell. Orwell said, political language is designed to make lies sound truthful and murder respectable and to give an appearance of solidity to pure wind. That's George Orwell. And wow. I couldn't agree with him more, because I think the award for the most babosadas at a State of the Union address, and by babosadas, I mean bumblings, silly utterings, and murmurings would be, drumroll please. Actually, you know what? Let's have a little fun with this. Can I get a little bit of dramatic music, like cinematic theme, trailer music? Thank you. All right, now I'm going to say this in my movie trailer announcer's voice. And now, from the producers of Trump is Hitler and Orange Man
1: Bad, it's MAGA 2.0, a Democrat saga not to make America great again, but to build a better America. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the president of the United States and former school bus driver Joe Biden. Folks, over the next few weeks, I'm going to be traveling all over America work on the Build a Better America effort that we have underway here.
2: An America where Democrats lead the charge to fix the crisis at
1: the border and secure it. If we are to advance liberty and justice, we need to secure our border and fix the immigration system. An America where the president fights to refund the police, not defund the police. The answer is not to defund the police. It's to fund the police. Coming to theaters near you this spring, Joe El Baboso Biden, starring as Donald Trump, El Trumpito, Donaldus Magnus, El Presidente. This march on fake news channels everywhere. Rated N for nobody. Fact checking is not advised.
2: <laughs> it was as if Biden fired his speechwriter and just said, Get me uh, the best uh, applause lines from Trump's speeches. And uh, I'll run with that. After all, I got hairy legs, right? I mean, he's just so ridiculous. It's no wonder that AOC and Rashida Tlaib were mad as all hell because they didn't like what he had to say. Progressive Joe was nowhere to be found. Listen to this.
0: No one fought harder for President Biden's agenda than progressives. We rallied together with our supporters, held town halls in our communities, engage new people, and we even played hardball in Congress. But two forces stood in the way, a Republican Party that serves only the rich and the powerful, and just enough corporate-backed Democratic obstructionists to help them succeed. Some important parts of the president's agenda became law with the infrastructure bill, but we campaigned on doing even more.
2: Even more. That's right, because they want more Green New Deal. They want welfare for all, or what they call the universal basic income. A lot of people like this idea that the government just give you money back. I got a little uh, idea for you. If you want the government to give a 1000 bucks to people, how about we try this one? How about we reduce income taxes? Maybe even eliminate them. Now, I guess you can't do that in a, uh, in a dystopian, even a utopian world for conservatives, right? It would be a dream. To not have to pay income tax, wouldn't it? But that's not going to happen. So forget about it. What will happen is uh, likely, or at least what they're going to try to do is what Biden's been talking about, because he's he's got a big plan here. He's been talking about it for a while. You see, Biden is a politician, not an activist. And like most politicians, he relies on people to get him elected. I know there's this Obviously, this um, degree of cheating that goes on and we see some of that. But by and large, they need to win over the people. This is the reason they're not dictators and they don't just take, grab a tank and say, I'm going to take over Ukraine like Putin did. He's a pacifist. He wants to look like a good guy while being a bad guy. This is why he recommends all of these different programs. Let's see some of the ones he went through. He said, We're going to make America better or make a better America, which is sounds like MAGA 2.0. We just went over that. Then he said, insulin, we're going to make sure insulin's more affordable. And I'm not going to play the audio for that, but this is an interesting one. And I'll do a whole segment on this because I find it fascinating. The other day I had done some research and I found this uh, op-ed in the Washington, nope not Washington, Wall Street Journal. And it was talking about how Biden's administration had rescinded an executive order that Trump put into practice. What did this do? People pushed at Trump on this. They said, no, don't socialize medicine. Don't use um, price controls. That's a socialist method. But Trump did it anyway through an executive order. And he said any insulin offered through federally health, um, what are those called? Federally qualified health centers would have to be sold at X amount or with an X percentage reduction so that it could be extremely affordable to the people that were buying them at these locations because he knew that the cost of insulin was going too high. And that was how he was combating that the Biden folks came in and just the other day rescinded that. And it's in the federal register. I'll do a whole segment on it. I promise maybe next show. But my point is this is what they did. And then he goes up there and stands and says, Oh, you know what? The Trump stuff really works. The Trump stuff worked on a lot of things. So I'm going to have to start shifting towards the the Trump model because he's not stupid and he doesn't want to lose so now they're backtracking, and they're hoping that, you know, if we say, yes, we'll stop buying foreign oil, if we say, uh, yeah, we're going to fund the police, if we say, yeah, we're going to secure the border, we're going to win over some of those people in the middle, we're going to reinvigorate some of the more conservative Democrats that had given up on us or that had voted for, for Biden to begin with. Because he's realizing this whole lefty thing, it only got us this far because we had to get rid of Trump. But now that Trump's gone, we have to kind of go back to normalcy a little bit. But he talks about universal pre-K, That's a very leftist idea, right? The indoctrination starts, right, almost barely out of the womb. And how do they do it? They sell it as child care cost reductions. Now, listen, I do believe in programs like Head Start when they are innocuous, when they're designed to help a young mom that qualifies for the program, whatever and what have you, where you're teaching a kid some primary colors and one, two, three, four, not, you know, Stalin's greatest hits. And lately that seems to be what's happening. And then he talks about taxing the rich, pay your fair share, pay your fair share. Everybody's got to pay their fair share. This is the problem that we have. And this is where we've arrived in America, where Joe Biden picks and chooses. And look, that's his prerogative. He can do that all day. I don't know how well it's going to work. It may. I mean, we've got nine, 10 months to go before uh, this, uh, actually eight months to go before the election in November. I don't know. You tell me, what do you think? Will Biden be able to turn this ship around? Will his State of the Union chart the course so that he can blame the Middle East and the Eastern Europe and the inflation and the border crisis and everything else that he's touched and has been relatively destroyed and damaged because of Biden's policies? Can he turn this ship around in time? Let me know. I'm at Rich Valdes with an S on all of the social media. At Rich Valdes on Truth Social, on Getter, on Parler, on Instagram, on Facebook. I'm on all of them because I want to get this message out, and I love to talk with you guys, the listeners. So thank you for that. Everybody listening coast to coast, streaming the program or downloading the podcast or listening live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I appreciate that. Drop me a line on social media. Don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right there because up next... We're going to talk about leftists in American classrooms. Is it a fad or is it the future? So don't miss out on the fastest four segments in talk radio. You're not going to want to miss it. I am Rich Valdez. This is America.
1: This is America. This is America. Para inglés o primal número dos. Para Rich Valdez y esto es America. Ahora.
2: Hey, what are you doing? This is America. Speak English. No, no, not just yet. Not so fast. I'm Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S. You're a Liberty Loving Latino amigo. Some of you guys know me as Mr. Call Screener from the Mark Levin Show. Some of you guys know me from Newsmax and uh, the rest of you know me from my show. This is America with Rich Valdez and welcome to the program. We're going to continue this right now. I want to talk about this tale of two dads. I'm going to play you some audio. Two dads, the same kind of issue and it's my opinion, being not only exacerbated, but in some cases originated in the classroom. Leftism in the classroom is having kids go home and say that they are transgender, that they're um, a boy saying he's a girl, a girl saying he's a boy. There are even clubs that are assisting this process at the school and they're doing it behind parents' backs. But then you've got some parents that are totally complicit in this exchange as well. So what do we do? Well, this is the story of Eduardo. He's a little boy, handsome young man, but his parents decided that because he liked to wear dresses when he was two, three, four years old, that he was really a girl trapped inside of a girl's body. Listen to this. In 2014, my wife and I found out we were pregnant with our second child. After a scan, it was concluded the baby was a boy. We had a gender reveal
0: party and announced our son. It didn't take long for Eduardo to express his draw to his sister's clothes and toys, but we thought it was cute and, distracted by our own lives, we paid no attention. As the years went by, Eduardo felt the social pressure to become a boy, so he started to get quiet and less interested in this world. We continued to buy him boy's clothes, yet at home, he only wore his sister's. And whenever he left the house or went to school, he assimilated back into being a boy, and then we had a pandemic, and we were all told to stay at home, and Eduardo asked me, does this mean I get to be a girl all the time now? And that's when I realized the mistake we made. Today, we're undoing that mistake with Eduardo's gender reveal. All right, and kind it of down.
2: Three, two, one. <laughs> My goodness. So the little boy thinks he's a little girl because he wanted to wear a dress and whatnot, and he enjoyed his sister's dresses, and they allowed it. They didn't say, oh, no, 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 you don't do that. Boys do this and do, you know, kind of what you do. It's like, you know, a little kid, if you let him go to the bathroom by himself, he probably wouldn't wipe himself unless he was taught to wipe himself. Now, at some point, he'll figure it out. But if you tell the little kid that that's not right, he'll understand that it's not right. But somehow these parents think that it's entirely appropriate to let their kid become a transsexual because they've been brainwashed into thinking that. And I'm sure somebody is listening to this right now and they're like, Oh Rich, you got it all wrong. You're 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 so wrong on this. But I can't be wrong on my thoughts, beliefs, and opinions. And neither can this dad, at least in my opinion, he can't. Listen to this. Parents are taking the wheel. I have an
1: eight-year-old daughter who is absolutely dynamic, who can do anything athletically, intellectually, spiritually, and emotionally. She is a dynamo. And I don't want a man swimming against her in the pool. The fact is, I don't want her playing against boys in soccer. I don't even let my sons rough her up. Do you think I'm going to let your son rough her up? (laughs) This is what we're talking about. Policy going back to the parents. Because if you think people who love America are willing to fight for it, you haven't met parents yet. Because I'm telling you, parents
2: will go further down any street than anyone who loves their country alone. And he's 100% right. But this isn't just isolated to what's going on with little kids with their parents. A lot of this stuff is coming from the classroom. It's teachers that are promoting this type of thing. And one of my followers on social media sent me the following article from a website called yourtango.com headline, California high school installs transition closet to help students hide their gender expression from their parents. A high school in Oakland, California has become one of the latest schools to adopt a phenomenon called the transition closet. Now, a couple of months ago, I did a story similar to this where they called it, Um, alliance groups, the Gay Straight Alliance or just Alliance Club where they were helping kids to become the opposite sex through transition and hiding it from parents. Anyway, the transition closet is designed as a makeshift wardrobe for students to change into when they arrive at school if they're not comfortable with their parents knowing about their gender expression. The concept of a transition closet was first launched at the Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and was open to transgender, non-binary, lesbian, gay youth in the same state and across the country. Kids that were lacking access to proper gender-affirming apparel and undergarments. Yep, that's exactly what it says. Now, the transition closet has opened the new chapter at Fremont High School with an announcement that wrote, quote, We are extremely excited to begin our journey in working with Fremont High School of Oakland, California, alongside our favorite teacher, from TikTok, ha, uh, the handle is at just a queer teacher. The transition closet offers Fremont students a safe space to practice their gender expression. And it goes on and there's a bunch of other stuff in here and you can read this. I will uh, uh, put it on social media so you guys can see it. And we're on uh, Getter, we're on Parler, we're on Twitter, we are on Truth Social, at Rich Valdez with an S on Instagram, which is where I got this tip. Give me a follow. I'd love to hear from you. I appreciate the exchange. As you can see, when you send me stuff, sometimes it does make it to the air. And I look at this and I think, it doesn't start in high school. It starts in kindergarten and pre-K when they start with the indoctrination. And it goes on and it goes straight to college. And it's so unfortunate to see some of the stuff that you see in college. But somebody sent me a different video. And this one is of a girl, a little bit more heavy set. She's wearing like a crop top shirt and she's got uh, like a jelly roll, like her gut uh, muffin top, I believe they call it. It's kind of hanging out over her belt line, wearing like a black shirt that's opened up and um, like a tank top or sports bra type of thing, glasses and a mullet kind of haircut. You know, the sides kind of shaved buzz cut, but you know, long in the in the back, and and she gets extremely belligerent with Jeff Younger, who was giving a talk at her school. Now this one's interesting. Uh, And this is uh, courtesy of KGB show. (laughs) So I'm getting it from libs of TikTok, but the uh, attribution is to the KGB show, which I think is funny. Uh, Is this Russian propaganda? We'll talk about Russian propaganda a little bit. But I want you to hear this, how belligerent she becomes because it shows how entitled she is, that she thinks she owns everything and everything is for her or his existence. Listen to this. All right, so this person said her name and all these things in case you're having trouble hearing it because there's a lot of noise. And she screams that she's 17, she's trans, she's a political science major, and this guy needs to get the bleep off her campus now. And he responds, there's no such thing as a trans person. Uh, Obviously. This poor thing is now screaming at the top of her lungs, shouting as if uh, she was like a seven-foot wrestler in the middle of a WWE ring with her fists clenched at her sides. And she's just screaming, F (laughs) you, ah! It's quite comical, but also saddening to see that the depravity and how sick some of these young people are. It's a real shame. And it goes on. So what's going on there is the entire classroom has now been uh, ignited and incited into this chant of F these fascists. And there is a young man and a young lady. The young lady's wearing a red hat. It may or may not say make America great again, but it looks like a MAGA hat. And even the professor or some older overweight adult male in his 50s or 60s is there clapping his hands and, you know, joining in, screaming louder. (laughs) to get his group of commies to uh, join the party. And that's exactly what we're seeing. This is a very, very horrifying thing. And then when you try to expose this, well, there's problems. They will throw you right off of Twitter. And that's what happened to this one account that was uh, suspended for exposing woke teachers and it's now banned from Twitter. The account Teachers Exposed at teacher underscore exposed, is now uh, suspended. This is in the post-millennial earlier this week. On Thursday, the Twitter account was exposed, and it made a practice of exposing woke teachers and educational indoctrination practices, and it was banned from the platform. In screenshots of notifications that were delivered by Twitter, they state that the account was permanently suspended from Twitter for violating a, a rule on ban evasion. Speaking with the Postmillennial, the owner of the account who requested to remain anonymous said that they previously had a parody account banned from Twitter at the beginning of November, going on to say, what I'm sharing are unedited videos and screenshots of teachers who have put themselves out there and showing what is actually going on in the classroom. In essence, I'm being an eye inside the classroom for parents around the country. And they're shutting that down. They are shutting down the truth, the owner, the anonymous owner of this Twitter account added. And this is what we're talking about. And this is uh, the same person that had the video that related to the transition closet that we just spoke about. And here's a quote from one of the teachers, a Spanish teacher. His name, Thomas Martin Edwards, he's a Spanish teacher at the Oakland Unified School District and founder of the Queer Teacher Fellowship, saying this, the goal of transition closet is for our children to wear the clothes that their parents approve of, come to school and then swap out into clothes that fit who they truly are. Way to go. Almost sounds like Putin saying, this is how we are liberating our brethren <laughs> uh, in the Ukraine from their evil oppressors, you know, when he goes in and bombs another country. And I get it. The geopolitical affairs in that area are somewhat complicated, but it it isn't that difficult to understand that what Putin is doing is absolutely wrong. And what these teachers are doing is absolutely wrong. They're perverting the natural flow of things encouraging children to rebel against their parents, because ultimately these leftists, all they want to do is destroy the nuclear family, destroy the traditional family, destroy gender roles, just like Joe Biden wants to erase borders, whether it's the border in the South or the border that protects Ukraine from Russia. He doesn't care. There's motivation for everybody. I don't really care about his motivation. I don't care about blackmail and money laundering and this, that, and the other. I've heard it all. The only thing that matters here is that the leftists are getting their way and we're sitting here complaining and crying about it. I'm not shedding a tear over this one. It's time for all of us to step up. Don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right there. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. In times like these, it's so important that we focus on the facts. I always tell you to focus on the facts. I think you hear that everywhere you go, and that's because facts are irrefutable. It's the bottom line. It's the real deal. And in times like this of uncertainty, we need to rely on the facts. I get my facts from JustFacts.com. That's F-A-C-T-S, JustFacts.com. Go to JustFacts.com and sign up for their newsletter, JustFacts.com forward slash rich. Just put my name in there and you'll get it for free. Justfacts.com slash Rich.
1: The 45th president Donald Trump thinks it's an honor to speak with Rich Valdez. Oh, very good, Mr. Call Screener. That's yeah. an honor? Thanks, Rich. The honor is all yours. Conservative talk with a dash of sofrito. Now here's Rich Valdez.
2: All right, America, welcome back. Big shout out to everybody listening on WPHT in Philadelphia. Thank you very much. And uh, I want to get into this Russia-Ukraine stuff because I know that's been on everybody's mind. Everybody's been talking about that for the last few days. And this is a big, important topic of discussion. Now, I did a whole show about it. I spent an hour talking about this on another episode. And maybe we'll bring that to you tomorrow if we can. But I want to just reiterate a couple of things, uh, my thoughts about this. But first... I want to give you a headline from Newsweek because I think this sheds light on a lot of things. So here's a headline in Newsweek. This is from, let's see, 2017, Halloween of 2017. Headline, Vladimir Putin stokes biological weapon fears and memes saying foreigners are collecting Russian DNA. This is by Damian Sharkov for Newsweek.com. Russian President Vladimir Putin has raised an alarm about mysterious foreign forces collecting DNA from ordinary citizens, triggering concerns in Parliament about a biological attack, as well as memes from those less convinced of the danger of his pronouncement. Speaking to the Presidential Council for Human Rights, one of the officials raised the issue of Russians being photographed by third parties. Putin doubled down on that concern, suggesting that there were lots bigger issues at stake, saying, quote, "...the images being collected, that's okay." Do you know that biological material is also being collected across the whole country? Putin asked, according to a state news agency, RIA Novosti, here is the question, and why are they doing this? Now, Putin didn't reveal who the culprits were, et cetera, et cetera, but my question is, who's been known to do this DNA collection? Now, I'm not going to say it's exclusively the Chinese, but we know that the Chinese do this type of thing as they were preparing and planning for their biological attacks or or biological weapons research, however you want to frame it. My question here is, I thought China was a really good friend of Putin's. I thought China was financing his war right now. They said in the Financial Times uh, last week, they said, we're going to continue to loan him money and continue the financing despite the sanctions. They don't care what the U.S. and the rest of the West is going to do. They didn't care. So that was 2017. And he was saying, they're taking our bioweapons, they're taking our DNA. So maybe there's another culprit. Who knows? Let's see. Because I don't know anybody else who's big in that game besides him. But now you fast forward. April 8th, 2021, Vladimir Putin's advisor says the U.S. is developing biological weapons near Russia. Hmm. This one is by Brian Cole. Russian President Vladimir Putin's chief security advisor said that Moscow has very good reason to believe that the U.S. is developing biological weapons along the borders of Russia and China. Nikolai Petrushev, who's the secretary of Russia's security council, made the comments during an interview with the newspaper Kommersant, in which journalist Elena Shremko asked him about the claims that China had deliberately caused the coronavirus pandemic. Defending Beijing, Petrushev replied, I suggest that you look at how more and more biological laboratories under U.S. control are growing considerably in the world, and by a strange coincidence, mainly by the Russian and Chinese borders, April 8th, 2021. So now fast forward to today, and it makes all the sense in the world, doesn't it? That you have this propaganda machine that has disseminated these comments that have only been linked to this guy, Petrushev defending Beijing and blaming the United States. Now it's true that some actors, i.e. Dr. Fauci, maybe President Obama, were complicit or at least unwittingly complicit in the funding of the gain of function research that went to the Wuhan lab that developed the virus that somehow leaked from the lab and infected the world. Does that make Putin the good guy here? Does that mean because he thinks that there are biological weapons he can just go? Now some of you might say yes, but I would say why not say that? Why not say that today instead of saying it in 2021? Why don't you say, look in 2021 we warned that this was happening in 2017. We warned that this was happening now. I have no choice but to go in there and destroy these uh, bio labs that are in the Ukraine that are being operated by U.S. funds at the uh, behest of these other nefarious actors in Ukraine. That sounds like a a legitimate reason for Putin to get in a plane or have his guys get in a plane and put some targeted uh, munitions in and blow stuff up and take these things out or send in a few strike teams. But that's exactly not what's happening. What's happening is there are tanks on the ground. Civilians are being hurt killed women are being attacked in their home for food at least from secondary or tertiary accounts that doesn't sound like they're going after bio weapons and when was the last time there was a potential for world war three and a nuclear war all because of hunter biden's evidence and blackmail and all some stupid things that i hear really ask yourself these questions does any of that make any sense to you if it does keep thinking dig deeper it doesn't putin's gonna do what he's gonna do anyway He doesn't need to say that he's doing it on paper, on paper, right? He said in this 5,000-page document that he was doing it because he was going to reclaim this territory. And then he says he's doing it to liberate the pro-Russian, you know, areas of Ukraine that no longer want to be with Ukraine because the Ukrainians have been shelling them for 14 years. But what we leave out here is that President Zelensky is a new jack to this. He played a president on television. He wasn't the president. He wasn't a politician. Even if you want to call him a deep state actor for their version of Hollywood in the Ukraine, a a globalist, right? Some people are saying he's Soros' puppet. He believes in gun grabs. He believes in abortion on demand and all of this stuff. And he might. I'm not saying he doesn't. What I am saying is that all of that Aside, look at his actions. He's arming the people to fight back, and they're winning, and they've taken down one of the top generals. He's not going down with the ship. They said, we will send you an air air flight to get out of there. And he said, I don't need a ride. I need guns so I can stay and fight, and he's doing just that. Now, some are saying, oh, but he's just an actor. That's what he's doing. And I think to myself, yeah, Trump was just a reality star. Reagan was just an actor. I don't think just because you're an actor, it means that you're uh, out of the the running to be a, a good and effective president. I also don't think that these stories about Hunter Biden and the evidence of Burisma that so Russia somehow taking over Ukraine will now make that go away. No, no. But it's the reason why Biden's not taking this more seriously. Oh, the way he's taking the southern border seriously. You mean, is that why Joe Biden's done nothing at the southern border because of the evidence of Hunter Biden? Has it ever occurred to anybody here that Joe Biden doesn't give a damn about any of you and Joe Biden doesn't care about getting caught because he'll just go. Come on, man. If you don't know the difference between blah, 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 you ain't black. He thinks he can talk his way out of anything because he can. And now he's actually president of the United States. So you can't indict a sitting president. He's got the majority party in Congress. They're not going to impeach him. Will that remain the same through November? We'll see. Does Mitch McConnell stay in office? If he does, he's in. Him and McConnell thick as thieves. He's not going to throw him out. He's just going to use him for leverage. What's Biden got to lose here? I don't know. All I know is that Trump was very friendly towards Zelensky, never had a bad thing to say about him, held back some payments or whatever it was, the, uh, the funding, the javelins and whatnot for a little bit just to figure out what was going on to make sure there wasn't any fraud. And he sent every last munition, every last gun, every last tank busting bomb and whatever it was, those javelin missiles, he sent them all and they got every last bit of it because Trump believed in Zelensky and he believed that it was going to the right cause at the right time. I don't see Trump sending anything to Putin. All this argument about Putin's got more in common with the U.S. than the Ukraine does. I don't know that that's necessarily the criteria that we should be using here because he's also the one that's occupying this country and killing people, firing indiscriminately on civilians. You tell me if you think that's right or wrong. At Rich Valdez on all the social media, at Rich Valdez with an S. Now, I want you to hear this clip from President Zelensky where he's responding to a question from the media indicating that, while it's a pity that the United States didn't step up sooner, he's very grateful for them sending some aid at this point. And still, we haven't armed him to the teeth like he probably should be. But that's where we're at. Check this out. You spoke this week with President Biden. How would you describe your conversations with the U.S. leader? And do you believe the Americans waited too long to give Ukraine the support you need to push back this Russian offensive?
1: We have good contact. I can tell you the truth, and it's a pity that it began after the beginning of this war, but we have it, and I'm my appreciation to him and to his team.
2: Now, Zelensky went on to say that, look, all we want is peace. And listen, I would say the same thing if Putin was in my backyard. Now, according to the Financial Times, there's this piece from, let's see when this is from, let's see, bear with me, folks, live radio, February 28th, just a few days ago last week, headline, Big tech is caught in the information war between the West and Russia. Facebook, TikTok, YouTube block access to Kremlin backed media in the European Union as Moscow claims of censorship. Western governments are pushing for social media companies to remove Russian state backed media from their platforms as big tech is dragged into the information war and has raged following Putin's decision to invade Ukraine. Facebook and Chinese video platform TikTok on Monday announced they would block access to Russia Today and Sputnik in the European Union following a request from the bloc designed to throttle pro-Russia propaganda. YouTube put a similar ban in place on Tuesday morning. Hmm. Fascinating stuff. The reason that they claim that they're doing this is because of troll farms. Silicon Valley social media platforms, which have cast themselves as politically neutral but committed to Democrat free speech, have long struggled to prevent their platforms from being manipulated for information warfare. Yeah, right. They play right into this all the time. And is this a situation where they're playing right into it? I don't know. I don't think so. But let's take a look. It says it includes the clandestine activity by troll farms and bots directed by the Russian government, one of the most active actors in that space. Now, I don't doubt that Russia is probably the premier propagandist on the planet. I really don't. I think the KGB invented this. They taught it to the American Democrat. They taught it to so many people. In fact, this is how they they still use this. It's all about perception, not reality with them. They're all about that. But I don't necessarily know that this is a bad thing. I mean, if they want to kick him out, kick him out. I think you kicked out Trump and you're going to leave Putin. I don't know. It just it doesn't make sense to me. Right. This guy's invading a country. The other one, at worst, they're saying he committed conspiracy to block a vote and, in, and intercept or a, a obstruct the counting of an electoral vote and blah, 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 blah. Something that I believe amounts to nothing, but, you know, it's conspiracy. How do you prove conspiracy? I don't know. But once they do, you don't have to even have fingerprints. It's, no, he just thought about it. He was considering doing it. This is, I think, a high standard, but, you know, it's Trump. So they're going to lower the standard so that they can try to get him. Anyway. I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, but my point here is, yes, I think that the Russians are guilty of sin when it comes to propaganda, pushing these stories out about biolabs, about this and about that. Does it mean it's not true? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that they're masters at pushing their side of the story out. That's what I'm saying, at controlling the narrative. That's exactly the point that I'm making. It was, in my opinion... A real story when they said there was a Chinese lab that was getting funding from the United States, at least in part, that created Wuhan. And at first it started out as a rumor. Then it was a conspiracy theory. Now it's the facts. So when Putin says they're doing the same thing near Russia, I have no reason to think that that's a fake, phony, fraud, fugazi, other than the fact that the Chinese kind of specialize in that. So if it's the Chinese that are doing it, it makes sense to me. If, it, you know, you tell me Wuhan, I think, okay, I get it. This is their thing, bioweapons. I don't know that the Ukrainians specialize in bioweapons, but there's a lot of Russian expats there that are Putin people, like the Poroshenko people. So, again, it's a little bit sloppy in that part of town. I get it. My point is I don't believe all of the hype that Russia puts out there. I don't believe that these, the reason that we're at war and the reason he's invading is because of the troll farms. I mean, because of the biolabs. The labs may be there, and again, they may not. Either way, it's not the reason for the war. The reason for the war is for them to enlarge the Russian Empire, to restore the Soviet Union, stuff that he's talked about and bragged about and he's on the record about. Why would we say one thing and do another? Now, a lot of politicians do that, but he'd have a much more plausible case if he went to the international community and said, look, I have reason to believe that they're doing this, that, and whatever, and I'm taking unilateral action, I'm going in, like Bush did with Iraq. That can happen not saying it was the right thing to do but i'm saying it happened but that's not the case he didn't say i think these people are doing this they they spread rumors they leave them out there newsweek runs with it this one runs with it the next one it's all over uh what's that telegram and and getter and reddit and those other publications that um the chat boards and then boom everybody believes it it's a matter of fact. It's a known matter of fact. People calling me, telling me, hey, well, you know, Zelensky's a Soros puppet. There's, there's like zero connection to Zelensky. Matter of fact, when Zelensky was running for president as a reformer, being the lesser of the two evils, if you will, in Ukraine against Poroshenko and, and the, the Putin-backed people that he wanted to run Ukraine— they launched an attack on Zelensky with all the stuff that I'm seeing Republicans use against Zelensky. Some video of him making fun of a parody video. He's wearing high heels and he's dancing and they're like, oh, you're a globalist, pro-gay, this, that, whatever. It doesn't make any sense to me. The guy's a comedian. He is who he is. It doesn't mean that he's some sort of massive money launderer. They tried that then and they're doing the same now. Nobody goes to war over money laundering. It's the United States government, if anything. What did we do when we wanted to give money away? We don't launder it. We just sent pallets of cash. It's government cash. We print it and we give it. It's clean. There's no need to launder money. The whole thing just doesn't even make sense. Anyway, more to come straight ahead. I want to talk about a few different topics and how Al Sharpton is being blocked from speaking in New Jersey. So don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right there. Rich Valdez, this is America.
1: This is America. This is America. He's got the
2: best head of hair in podcasting. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. What's up, everybody in Philly? Now, I want to talk about some Philadelphia headlines. we got some Philly-specific headlines here. And let's first get this music down, if we could. Senor Productor, thank you very much. All right, so now, here's what we've got. We've got the Philadelphia headlines that... Um, are always fascinating to me. Fascinating. Russian flag flies again after Ukraine flag replaced it on the Ben Franklin Parkway. Well, here hear the tidbits on this. Overnight, Thursday night into Friday night, the Russian flag that is displayed among the flags of the world along Philadelphia's Ben Franklin Parkway were removed and replaced with the Ukrainian flag. The city was aware of what happened with the Russian flag on the parkway and that it was removed at late at night. So without the city's permission, they decided, okay, they also found out that the Belarus flag was vandalized. And this was according to a statement from Philadelphia. So a crew went out and replaced the Russian flag on Friday morning. The Russian flag was nowhere to be found. And I just find it interesting that this war is pouring out not only into the streets, but into our social media, but everywhere. And I hope that we're not going to see Russians versus Ukrainians in the actual street. I heard a quote from somebody the other day that said, no, 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 you know what? We're We're all brothers. Ultimately, we're all brothers here. Just right now, Putin's not our brother. And, you know, if you come and fight us, then you're not our brother. And, you know, brothers don't fight each other. Brothers don't kill each other. So if we have to kill him, we're not killing our brother. <laughs> it's like how he summed it up after they translated it, which I thought was really interesting. But, you know, I've never been through anything like that and where you have to fight your fellow or former countrymen. But moving it up to Jersey in Bridgewater, New Jersey. There was a black teenager who was seen in a viral video getting a tough treatment from police at Bridgewater Commons Mall, but he got to speak his piece during a news conference on Wednesday. But nobody got to hear from the Reverend Al Sharpton, the polarizing civil rights activist and media personality who was scheduled to speak at noon with the teen's family and the teen's attorney. And that's because an angry group of black activists interrupted the start of the conference by calling out Reverend Sharpton, the nationally renowned civil rights attorney, Ben Crump, as outsiders. Now, the press conference was moved very quickly to the Bridgewater Municipal Building, but they decided that they were going to uh, cut it short. Sharpton and his crew left and he never got uh, a word in edgewise. And again, this is all over a dispute over this um teenager african-american teenager that was subdued by the police and there was a back and forth and now there's a federal lawsuit being filed on behalf of the teen who was handcuffed and subdued by police while a lighter skinned teen he was fighting with in bridgewater commons uh, mall was seated on a sofa without handcuffs and they're saying that it was unfair treatment and whatever and it sounds like it to me again I, I remember seeing the video and i was like yo that's messed up but again i don't have all the facts and i don't have the before and after on that video but for the most part um uh, from what I saw, yeah, it looks like it wasn't really handled uh, the the right way. I think you, you kind of separate the people. If one was more violent than the other, uh, it didn't appear to be that way to me. During the news conference, 14-year-old Zakai Hussein said he doesn't understand why he was treated like the aggressor in the fight and why black people are treated differently just because of the color of their skin. I don't think it was racism, but it could have been uh, racially motivated profiling that, you know, many police officers have been charged with in the past And the response is always, you know, we have the highest crime in neighborhoods that have a a larger African-American population. And we saw the same thing in New York City. And this is why the stop and frisk numbers looked the way they did. And then, of course, came Bloomberg and ruined the whole stop and frisk thing, which was an effective tool. So point is. Uh, I don't know if that was the case here. It certainly appeared to be just uh, instinct or something where he said, you know what, let me go ahead and do that. But I don't have all the facts. The main thing is that they didn't let Sharpton speak. And to me, that sounds like a huge win. Anyway, that's the end of the road for me. I will be with you again Sunday morning at 6 a.m. Thank you for joining me at this special time for a special weekend edition of This is America. I am Rich Valdez. And remember, if you stand for nothing, you will fall for anything. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. So make sure you do something, read something, know something, because America needs you more now than she's ever needed you before. Thank you, Philadelphia. Thank you, New York City. Thank you. Everybody listening across the country. I know we have a big audience in Texas and in Florida as well as California. So big up to all of you and uh, stick with me. Look out for the next episode. It's going to continue some of what we're talking about my tirade against Russian propaganda and why Zelensky's not as bad as people are making him out to be, plus all of the other news headlines of the day and a couple of funny things here and there. Hasta la próxima. I am Rich Valdez and this is America.
1: This is America.